1: have a voice, no matter what, because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control.
0: Frank, candid, and straight to the point.
1: Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment But, but answer there. my question though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up nah, ah,
2: ah, 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 ah.
1: <laughs> if you kill people and they next to you, and you just let them come back and live right next to you? They can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house.
0: This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr.
1: Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the Common Council president and the county Council. Show me now. Live from the
0: American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Um, I'm trying to figure out Let me see. Um, I'ma have like three. Okay. So my number five I'ma have two number fives. <laughs> Cause I ran out of space. I ran out of space. And so I was able to come up with like eight different stories for my top five at five. <laughs> How's that dumb? Right? All right. Ready? Okay. Number five. Oh, racist graffiti, of course. Here we go again. Here we go again. From Muskego, Wisconsin, from TMJ4, the racist graffiti at Muskego High School recently prompted a disciplinary action. An image taken in a bathroom at Muskego High School showed a hateful message toward black people, made its rounds on social media, and in a Email Superintendent Kelly Thompson said they could not discuss matters that potentially involve student discipline and cited privacy. What? Anyway, TMJ4's Mary Jo Ola reached out to all seven school board members, and Kevin Zimmerman was the only one who responded and condemned the graffiti. He also says the student was identified and disciplined. Ola spoke with State Representative Clinton Anderson over Zoom about what happened. He said, we live in a society that should not accept or condone racist behavior, but unfortunately we're seeing it now for the second time in a little over a month in a school district. He's referring to a boys basketball game last month when Beloit High School played at Muskego and Beloit players found racist images and words traced in dust in the guest locker room prompting an investigation and a district report concluded that they cannot determine who was behind them But it led to some charges like increased cleaning to create a welcome environment. Yeah, we're going to clean up to make it really good. Okay. All right. Anderson has described the situation as incredibly harmful. Ola asked, how does the school district move forward from something like this? And Anderson replied, well, one, it's them having a good response. It's them outright condemning this behavior. Let people know that it will not be tolerated. And obviously their comments might have been, well, might not have been strong enough because they're seeing this happen again. So hopefully they do. They again, they want to, I'll get it right. (laughs) They try again because it was really disheartening to see the first time. And well, I'll be really shocked that it's going to happen again. Number five. I told y'all I was going to have two number fives. I need some help on this one cuz I'm 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 not really seeing why this is the way it is. From CBS 58, a local coffee roaster is getting national attention for helping out an NBA player. And it's not a Milwaukee Bucks player. Okay. Ryan Hoban's been brewing uh coffee out of his shop Interval on Milwaukee's Lower East Side for more than 4 years. So naturally, when Miami Heat basketball star and Marquette University alum Jimmy Butler set out to find an espresso grinder to borrow during his stay in the Brew City during games one and two of the first round of the NBA playoffs that led him to the interval. Well, Hoban learned Butler traveled with an espresso machine and his, and his coffee, but not a grinder. Well, we have a new shop opening in Bayview. There's an espresso grinder just sitting there waiting to be used. Hoban said he wasn't sure he was going to get to meet Butler when he dropped the grinder off, but he did. Butler walks around the corner, very sweet. Hey, man, I'm Jimmy. Shakes my hand like, oh, I know who you are. Hoban says he's been following Big Face since the NBA bubble in 2020, and this weekend they had a chance to talk about their shared passion and the playoffs. As I was leaving, I go, hey, man, just take it easy on my bucks tomorrow, all right? And he goes, tell your bucks to take it easy on me. Hoban said he didn't take it easy on our bucks. Butler led his team to a victory in Game One on Sunday after scoring 35 points. Now Hoban is catching heat for caffeinating the basketball star, even from his own kids. They were they were like mad at me. They were like, "This is on you, Papa, for getting Jimmy his grinder." Here's what I say about the story. Everybody ready? You ready? Come on. Forgetting to the grinder. <sighs> There are many, many, many more important things in the world to do than to sit here and worry about a coffee grinder. Number four. From CBS 58, a correctional officer is facing criminal charges in connection to the death of a Milwaukee County jail inmate, according to Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. 49-year-old Octaviano Juarez Coro was found unresponsive in a cell in January, and police said the inmate was in a single occupant cell that showed no signs no obvious signs of injury or trauma. They say Officer LaQuisha Cowser, 32, had been char has been charged with misconduct in public office, a charge carrying penalties of potential penalties of a fine of up to ten thousand dollars, imprisonment up to three and a half years, or both. According to the criminal complaint, Cowser falsified a report that she completed inmate checks when she admittedly did not. The complaint says Juarez Coro died in one of the cells she did not check at the Milwaukee County Jail. The office holds itself to high standards in its service to Milwaukee County, says Sheriff Donita Ball, and no member of the MPSO, MCSO, is exempt. That's the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office, exempt from those standards. When a member of this agency is alleged to have broken the law and the performance of their duty, they will be subject to prosecution and if they are convicted, they will face consequences as determined by a judge or a jury. One death in our custody is one too many, but we're confident these charges demonstrate the MCSO's commitment to ensure that an independent investigation was conducted regardless of the results. Couser has been employed with the Milwaukee County Jail for about four years, and she's been relieved of a duty with pay, according to the sheriff's office pending the outcome of the case. And all I can say is, that's the way it's supposed to go. I mean, you you know, can't get bad. Number three. Well, you remember the other day I had on my top five at five, the man who reportedly shot the six-year-old and their parents for the ball that rolled in the street. Well, he's been arrested. Robert Lewis Singletary, suspect accused of shooting a six-year-old neighbor and her parents in North Carolina after a basketball rolled in his yard, was apprehended, and is in custody in Hillsborough County, Florida, according to Gaston County, North Carolina spokesperson, spokesman, Adam J. Gob. Why don't we call people what they are? Like, why don't we, like, if it's a man and his name is Adam, then call him a man. If it's a woman and her name is Jane, call her Jane. Call her or her, her, a spokeswoman. Stop generalizing everything. Ugh. Am I showing my age? Yes, I am. Jail record show Singletary 24 was arrested yesterday afternoon, ending a manhunt in which police described the suspect as armed and dangerous. He turned himself into authorities, according to a news release. From Gaston County, he did not have any identification with him, was processed by the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, and his identity was confirmed just before 7 p.m. on last night. He appeared in Florida court today, waived his right to fight extradition, according to Hillsborough County court spokesperson. And It's unclear when Singletary will be extradited to his home. Number two. Well, believe it or not, Milwaukee police are investigating a shooting that occurred uh, this, after, this morning at about 1120 a.m. A 17-year-old Milwaukee boy was transported to the hospital for treatment. A 29-year-old man was taken into custody and charges are pending review by the Milwaukee County District Attorney's Office. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Milwaukee police at 414 935 Zero. Number one. Now this one throws me. I don't really understand it. Um I'm pretty sure many of my normal callers and listeners might have, you know, fans might might have a might have a idea about this. But I'm confused. The New York police department is re enlisting Get this, robots to fight crime. Mayor Attic, Ad, At, ooh, I can't talk today. Mayor Eric Adams said the NYPD experimented with robot policing in 2021, but faced considerable backlash from residents and activists concerned with profiling minority and underprivileged communities. I'm laughing because we're going to tell a dog that it's okay. It's it's a robot. It's a robot. Uh, The prior administration didn't have a mayor that was a computer geek and that was willing to go where others were not willing to go to keep the city safe. I made it clear on the campaign trail I was going to use technology with transparency to keep the city safe. And others just weren't willing to do that. And I am. Adams office assured residents that the new technologies aren't going to be intrusive. As mayor has repeatedly said, he is a big believer in technology, but these technologies are not going to be intrusive. We want to use technology, not abuse technology. Would you, like, answer a robot that is binary? There's no gray area with the robot. There's no gray area. It's yes, no, up, down, left, right, one, zero. So, well, what do you do when... Well, first of all, I don't think a robot should be able to do anything fatal to a human being because you can't kill a robot. You can't commit homicide on a robot. You can't swear in a robot. So there's no expectation that if you shoot or break the robot, but well, you could pay for it. But you can't, like, put somebody in jail and say, hey, you killed the robot, so you're going to jail. That would be lunacy. But then again, what I'm missing is the lunacy of actually using a robot to be the police.
0: More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017TheTruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017TheTruth.com.
1: You're listening to Truth of the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. It's still pop off Friday. And I got to say something that I'm really, 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 really happy about. That happened yesterday. This person said, first, I would like to give honor to God in which all things are possible. Thank you to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce and BET for recognizing my extensive work and making this all possible. I'm thankful for the love that I give out, and I'm just feeling that I'm getting it back. If I could pass one thing to those coming after me, it would be to board your dream bus with confidence, grace and humility and ride it till the wheels fall off. That comes from. Martin Lawrence, who yesterday received his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. He has been through a lot of issues, a lot of mental health issues, and um, I think it's great that he actually got his, what I like to call big ups. I'm just saying. Yeah, eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. As I as I go through this five o'clock hour, I want I want to bring to the forefront the type of things because you know it's Pop Off Friday. The things that when I read it, it just makes me wonder what's wrong with the world. And I want to say congratulations to Desmond, who won the uh, OJ's tickets. Congratulations. <laughs> hey, y'all, he got two tickets. That's all I'm saying. So make sure y'all listen. So if y'all know somebody named Desmond, y'all need to holler at him. <laughs> 833-212-1017 is the number. My pop-off, again, 36-year-old Texas man was sentenced to 70 years in prison. Larry Pearson was arrested in May of 2022 when a person flagged down an officer for an alleged assault victim told the officers that Pearson hit her multiple times and that he had a firearm. The victim had multiple visible injuries. The weapon turned out to be an airsoft gun. And when Pearson was taken into custody, he started to kick the doors inside the vehicle. And when officers ordered him to stop, he spit at them. When they arrived at the Lubbock County detention center in Texas, He allegedly kept spitting at the officers. Pearson was found guilty. You ready? Two counts of harassing a public servant. He had previous convictions for family violence and aggravated assault. And as a result, he faced a minimum sentence of 25 years. Instead, he was sentenced to 70 years. Prosecutor Jessica Gorman said that a 70-year sentence would not be handed down to someone for something like this if they had never been in trouble with the law before. I don't even know how to start arguing. Spitting is a misdemeanor in Texas or is it a felony? And because they were a police officer. Now, one thing they will do to you in Wisconsin, well, let me retract that. In the county of Milwaukee, in my experience, is, well, I'll just tell the story. So we're on the street and we're going to District 1. I got about three, four officers with me. We get called to a place because there's a fight. Right. Because that's what drunk white people do when they come down from the suburbs and they come to the city. Right. And then the city obliges them by blocking off the street on Water Street, because evidently on the north end of Water Street, you could you could walk around and not get hit by a car because you were drunk spending all your money from living in a suburb. You come downtown. Right. So they would block off Water Street and you could just walk around and act a fool. Right. But on the south end, they'd write you a ticket for walking across the street because that's where all the black clubs were south of Wisconsin Avenue. But I digress. So, and, you know, they had a club at the time, 618 and all that. Yeah, that's where all the clubs are now. But, you know, it is what it is. So knucklehead kid decides that he wants to, you know, run and act a fool when we show up. And he's screaming and hollering at the police saying blank the police, F the police, blah, 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 the police. And, of course, as he runs, he's drunk. And what does he do? Ends up being a white kid from Marquette. He runs, and he does what every kid from anywhere does when they're drunk. They fall. He face plants on the street. Pow! So what do we do? Now he's fighting us. Get off me! Throwing elbows, punches. And I'm a supervisor at the time. And I grab his shoulders, take control of his head so he doesn't butt himself into the ground because, you know, he's moving and screaming and all that. And we get him on his back and we're trying to roll him over. And what he does is he, you know, you ever been laying on your back and you roll your feet up and then roll back. He rolls back, kicks me square in the head. Like literally puts me right square in the head and I fall back. And then, you know, well, the blue wave showed up and he ended up in custody. That's all I'm saying. And so he, he's 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 locked up now and they, they write him up for battery to a police officer. I have a mark on my head. It's not big, but the fact that he kicked me in the head purposefully. The DA said, well, we're not going to charge. We're, we're going to give him deferred prosecution. And if he acts good or does whatever, blah, 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 blah. Now, while we're taking him into custody, he's fighting and screaming, saying, quote, I'm a law student. I know my rights. And I was like, hmm, okay." So the lawyer prosecutor saves the student lawyer his career. I wonder, did he write that down and put that on his career? Because you knew he wasn't going to get in trouble and then there was no prosecution, but it shows that he got arrested. But she didn't want to mess up his, you know, record so he couldn't get into the bar. That's garbage. But then again, I had to think about it. You know what? That's life. Coming with straight truth. What's stuck in your craw that makes you think that a person is going to pay millions of dollars for a property that they want to redo, rebuild? reinvigorate the city of Milwaukee on 76 and Brown Deer Road and you're giving them trouble why is downtown always more important than the rest of the city is it because black people live up there listen to
0: the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 the truth and the truth app
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. You know, Truth Nation, spring has sprung and we're doing some spring cleaning. We've created a brand new Instagram page that we would love for you to follow and stay updated on all things truth. We'll be posting exclusive content behind the scenes footage of our team along with different stuff that, you know, going on in the community that you should know about. We're taking the old stuff and putting in the new stuff for a fresh, new experience. And we want to bring you with us to this new beginning. So follow us on the gram. That's at 101.7, the truth today. That's 101.7, the truth. And you can check us out also on LinkedIn, 101.7, the truth. And while you're doing that, locations are set. The time is set. We've been talking about it over the last couple of weeks, and now it's time to clean up our city. Join the Truth team on Saturday, April 29th for our Tori Lowe Community Cleanup. Go to truthcommunitycleanup.com to volunteer, help keep Milwaukee clean. Everybody who joins gets a Truth hat, a Truth t-shirt, and a free lunch provided by the St. Ann Center. Register today. Bring the whole family up to clean up our city. Visit truthcommunitycleanup.com. Truth Community Cleanup is sponsored by St. Ann Center, the best intergenerational care in Milwaukee. 833-212-1017 is the number. Did you know that there's a movie coming out with Halle Berry and Angelina Jolie? Hollywood starlets Halle Berry and Angelina Jolie are joining forces for the first time to produce and star in an upcoming movie. Actresses are set to star in a hot package, "Maud vs. Maud" from Warner Brothers, which the studio landed following an intense bidding war. According to the Deadline, Berry and Jolie will produce the upcoming action thriller along with Berry's producing partner, Holly Jeter, through their banner, um, Halle Holly. Uh, Jeff Katzenbaum and Joe Roth are set to produce through RK Films. Roseanne Lang has signed on to direct from Scott Mosher's script and both will serve as executive producers. The film's plot remains under wraps, but insiders said that the pick will be like a Bond versus the Bourne, right? James Bond versus what was Bourne's first name? Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne. It was Jason. Okay, um, like a global action with locations all over the world, and that, that means it'll cost a bazillion dollars. And it's just one. Mo- well, you're gonna go see the movie. Yeah. You're not a Halle Berry, Angelina Jolie fan, right? I mean, I'm okay on them. I don't okay. know. I gotta know what the plot is. That just means every black and white guy in America will be going to the movies that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just right. I mean, let's 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 be real. Right? Because all the white guys are gonna go see Halle Berry and all the black guys are gonna go see Angelina Jolie. I bet cars just crashed right now. Like what <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I think I would go see it. Just because it's the bond thing. you know just just the bond thing but that's just me i do have a question because i'm 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 let me let me let me say it like this i love milwaukee i'm staying in milwaukee but if i had to move somewhere abroad where would i go like i'm i'm trying to wonder where would i move if i if i said you know what i'm out of here it's time to roll. I'm tired of this place. I'm tired of people. I'm tired of uh, like, where would you move to? Well, I have an article that talks about the top 10 places. The best places for black people to move abroad. That, and, and when I say abroad, I mean, not in America. So when I say abroad, it's like leaving the U.S. territory and going somewhere. And so I thought of some of these places, but I really didn't think about moving there. And so I hope to find out uh, soon because I'm going to visit one of these places, you know, God willing. Planning is right. In, you know, during wintertime, and I'm going to roll out and check it out. And so I've always wanted to visit some of these places. Um, So are you a black American? Are you ready to move abroad? 833-212-1017. If you could move abroad, if you could move to another city, would you actually do that? As we get to the other side, this is from travelnoir.com. As we get to the other side of the pandemic, one trend that will likely stay is flexibility. So both companies – And people who are self-employed will likely adopt hybrid working models, right? Where essentially they can work from pretty much anywhere in the world if you got Wi-Fi. Well, given that, with the racial turmoil and all the stuff that's going on, and that still taunts black communities, many travelers of color are ready to experience life outside the U.S. as they prioritize safety and well-being. So, would you consider a move to another country? 833-212-1017 is the number. If you're, if you're ready to get up out of here, or just, just you have a second home in another country, where would you go? Where would you go? When we come back, I want to really talk about that. I really want to delve into the places and I'm gonna go over ten places that that's that that black people are considering when they think about moving. 833-212-1017 is the number. Tune in to the truth with Sherwin Hughes for his financial empowerment interview with Northwestern Mutual next Friday at eleven A.M. Sherwin Hughes, that's April twenty eighth. Uh, He'll be joined by Northwestern Mutual Financial Advisors J.B. Bell and Erica Wright from the Bell & Wright Agency, where they will discuss easy steps you can take to strengthen your finances. If you have any financial questions, be sure to call in 833-212-1017 is the number. Get free advice on Friday, April 28th at 11 a.m. right here on Truth with Sherwin Hughes.
0: More of the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017TheTruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App, and 1017TheTruth.com. And grasshoppers in the lot. I was getting bullied in the school. I was getting chased from the arcade. Fully kissed, thought that that was cool. cool. Round the corner from the projects, I was getting ghosts to the pool. Talking about Emanuel Lee, I was really misunderstood. I would always land on my feet, even when I ran for the rules. I ain't have a plan for the week, but I had a handful of tools. Had good parents to lead, playing by the rules. Cruise. Cruise. Oh. You know.
2: You'll always be around, but I really need in my world right now.
1: You'll never leave me now. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-10 is the number. we got about 15 more minutes left, and then we'll have the rebroadcast of the Tory Lowe Show and the best of throughout the weekend, and you never get to listen to you, the entire time. This song always reminds me of how I grew listen up. On the, on the, the south red side red of Chicago, but it—it's it, actually phone. night in Atlanta. But that just, <laughs> just kind of shows <laughs> you that no matter where I you had grow had up, had no matter what you, it, no matter what you, you had do, had no matter how your had life had shakes, out, your life, shakes out, the black experience, the experience will follow you wherever you go. That it's something
0: that
1: once you experience it, it's always—it's—it's always there. Eight three three two one two. One zero one seven is the number. Every now and then I just sit there and drive and listen to that song and just go. And just have the windows down and the music up. Of course, I got to do that on the highway. That way I won't get a ticket from the Milwaukee Police Department or some suburb for playing my music too loud. You know, you're you not know how the police get. Sometimes they get beside themselves. Want to write tickets and do all sorts of stuff. Talking text sign, Wayne said, Dr. Ken, your head is bigger than your chest. Not really his fault. <laughs> anyway, uh, Chris Jr. said, the blue wave, y'all mean you put the work on them, huh? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Blue what? I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. What you talking about? What you talking about, Willis? I don't know what you're talking about. No, the blue wave is when you call for help, and you a you're a uh, copper, and you know it gets out of hand, and you're outnumbered and outgunned, and out, and you got to call the blue wave. You know, you know, like like when you get into a fight and you are outnumbered and outgunned, and you need somebody to come help you, you call your blue wave. I call mine. I'm just saying. Well, used to. Now it's us and them, them and us. I'm just saying. But I just I just find it interesting the things that are going on around the country. And I think it's important that 1017 the truth keeps you abreast of what's happening in Milwaukee. But we also talk about, you know, Milwaukee black talk. But if you look at it, it's Milwaukee period black period talk. Period. Those are the three things we give you. We bring you Milwaukee, we bring you black, and we bring you talk. That means we have to include things from other cities and other towns and other states that are pertinent to the diaspora. Right. Lieutenant Colonel Roland Butler was sworn in this month by Governor Westmore to serve as the next superintendent of Maryland State Police. And it's a black guy. And so my question is, many times people – no, I'll just say it. So when I was working at district – no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say where because then you'd be able to narrow it down who it is. Um, When I was working at a police district and I was a supervisor and I worked at multiple districts as a supervisor, we were having a conversation one night and this person said that if you were interviewing for a police officer job or a promotion and a person on the, on the panel was black and the person being interviewed was black, the black person would expect the black person on the panel to be on their side to help them out. But a white person would never think that. And I said, what? Well, yeah. I said, so what So what I'm hearing is that you don't think black people have the aptitude or the internal fortitude or the presence of mind to recognize that they are who they are and they can stand on their own and they can actually do something and get themselves promoted based on merit. Because that's what you talk about, right? You always talk about merit. The problem is every single time when it's a majority of white people it doesn't necessarily happen and and i've seen it happen i've watched people do things get jobs get promotions that clearly were not i wouldn't say they weren't qualified but let's just say they didn't have the depth of experience to become that. And I'm not talking about command level. I'm not talking about that where it's an appointment. You, you, Chief picks who they want to pick, fire, police, whatever. But when you take a written exam and sometimes the people who created this, the, the exam are some of the people on the panel who studied with some of the people and then they're on the panel, that's a problem if you sit down and study with somebody and then you turn around and end up on a panel that they're getting interviewed for, that's an unfair advantage. But to them, it seems like, eh, that's okay. That's normal because, you know, we're in charge anyway. I don't understand it, but that's just how life goes. So as I got older, I understood what my mother told me that you have to be twice as good to be considered equal. That's true today. I don't think people believe that, though. This younger generation doesn't believe that they literally hit. Like, they actually think they they drank the Kool-Aid. They think that you'll get a fair shake. But I guarantee you, when it hits the fan, many times people revert. Back to what they know. So if you're predominantly white, you revert to white. If you're predominantly black, you revert to black. There's nothing wrong with it. There's something wrong when you don't admit or respect the fact that that's what human beings do. When we get under stress, we do what we're trained. We panic. We try to get away. You ever saw somebody get in a car accident you ask them what happened and they told you, oh, I got scared and I stepped on the gas. So you've been stepping on a gas and a brake for 50 years. Now all of a sudden, you panic. And because you've never trained how to steer, how to brake, what your brakes are going to do, how your car maneuvers, you stepped on the gas and ran into the back of a car. And – and, and it's not a bad thing, but we need to be cognizant. We need to understand about ourselves who we are and what we are. We have to understand that. So all the naysayers that are screaming and hollering that he promoted a black guy who was a lieutenant colonel to be the next superintendent, they interviewed, and I'm pretty sure he didn't choose him. I'm sure there was a panel. He was appointed by the Senate in Maryland on a 43 to I'm sorry, yeah, a 43 to four vote with three decades of exemplary service in the department. Lieutenant Colonel Roland Butler is the best person to move the Maryland Department of State Police forward. I want to thank the members of the Senate for overwhelmingly supporting his confirmation. Despite the historical nature of his nomination, support for Butler had been gauged. And fought for by Moore in his administration. Um, Maryland State Senator Joanne Benson, Democrat, District 24, was one of several legislators who did not support Butler's appointment. Prior to Butler's appointment, Benson said that black troopers who expressed concerns did not have confidence in Butler to fix the hostile work environment. So there you go. Interesting. Time will tell. Multiple black officers filed a class action lawsuit against the Maryland Police Department, State Police, and the Department of Justice launched an investigation into agency practices in recent months. And so Butler promised to address those issues head on during his confirmation. One of the conditions of his hiring, portions of the State Police budget will be contingent on reporting and meeting certain improvement goals. So we'll see. And maybe some of the things they're doing there, we can do here in the city of Milwaukee to make this place better. Crime's down a little. Oh, wait a minute. We got a lawsuit filed today. Oh, well, we're back at square one. Police Union against the Police Department and the Fire and Police Commission. Here we go. Happy weekend. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Never miss a show. You can stream us on YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Truth App, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Facebook, um, Grandma's TV. Uh, everybody, you just just dream it up. It's there. No, make sure you listen throughout the weekend. Tori Low Show is coming up next throughout the weekend. You'll get the best of and on Monday morning, bright and early at seven a.m. Truth be told, we'll be here with DT and Telly right at seven. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. I want to say thank you. Re-appreciate really you. God bless. Take care. Um, I just want to leave you with this Go Bucks. I'm out.